Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his friend Jake gives you sports betting tips. I am your host, Professor Sides, for the latest updates, information, and picks. You can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides, and you can follow my friend Jake on Twitter at my friend underscore Jake. This Major League Baseball episode covers every game scheduled to be played on Thursday, September 15th, 2022. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability using hitter and pitcher projections I've created in order to make one money line or run line pick on every game that's played seven days a week, though there are no Sunday shows. That doesn't mean that I recommend you do the same as my goal in this episode is to share key information about today's games, give you a few things to think on, and explain why certain plays are being made in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with. I never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with us or against us before investing your hard-earned money. And as I go through my plays, remember that there are no locks in gambling. So what I'll give you are loves, likes, and leans to indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. And as always, please remember that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to see it will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Jake, I feel like as a Braves fan, you are enjoying the Mets' struggles as much as anybody is. Oh, I would love it. It would be so much better if we could beat the Giants. I don't know, once, twice, maybe it would be so much nicer. I mean, the Giants are that type of team that's like just good enough to win some games, but also they're like not good enough to be in the playoffs. And a part of that's we talked about all season has been the bullpen has cost them so many games and their starters are really good. Their offense is decent. And the bullpen last year was so good. I, I, I kind of think this year's Mariners and Guardians teams are comparable to last year's Giants team in that the bullpen's took them from an okay team to good enough to be in the playoffs. Uh, obviously there's some differences. They're not the exact same, but I mean, I, I feel like those are decent comparisons. And then you see this year with the giants, what happens when that bullpen takes a step back is it can make the difference between being a 500 team and being a, a playoff team in the, in the extreme case of the, in the giants being a hundred one team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my dad's got this theory that Kenley Jansen is a secret Dodger tanking the Braves. Um, so <laughs> I kind of with him after watching this giant series and he's blowing stuff, but, but yeah, we'll, we'll get through it. At least the Mets keep losing. <laughs> Cause I was worried the Mets were going to put this series, the division away yeah. the way the schedules broke right now, but the yeah. Cubs got them and we'll see, we'll see if the pirates can do anything for us. Yeah. yeah, we will. A little teaser there. Before we get to those games, some reminders, please hit that like button. If you're on YouTube. Also, if you are yet, please consider subscribing or following it's free. And the only way to ensure you don't miss any of the college basketball and MLB or college football content that this channel provides. Also, go check out Horse Racing Today if you like to play the ponies. You can find their stuff at horseracingtoday.net. Is there a team of five with over 125 years of combined experience in handicapping horse races? There's an angle they don't know or bias they can't identify. Check out their YouTube shows or website. Those links are in the description. Also, as a reminder, we started at my Patreon page. For those of you looking to support the show, membership starts at just $3 per month. Benefits include things like exclusive access to the play of the day, our Discord group, both ad-free and early access to the shows, and early access to projected spreads. We have a 1 o'clock Eastern start up in Cleveland for your Thursday afternoon. White Sox at the Guardians. White Sox, a team that seemingly was rolling up until they ran into the buzzsaw, apparently of Kyle Freeland, who shuts them down in a day game on a Wednesday. Uh, Model's been on the Guardians for most of the year. They've been a profitable team to back, not quite as profitable as the Mariners, uh, but the Model just picked up. They've been generally underpriced, and so most days it's good to back them. The only question is how heavy should your investment be? The Model says the investment should be pretty heavy today at plus 130. It's an A-grade play for me. I'm seeing higher prices out there at other shops as well. 
Uh, big plus odds here on the Guardians. You can also go run line if that's a thing that interests you. I'm just going to take the money line here because I think this is a coin toss type game. The model says the Guardians should be favored to the price of minus 110. Lance Lynn has been pitching really well as of late, but I've been a believer in Lance Lynn for the last month or so. Model gives him an 88 grade rating, and I'm not sure how much better you can give him. So I know there's a lot of love for Lance Lynn. He has been pitching really well, but again, I think the model is about as high as him as possible. Hunter Gaddis for the Guardians. The model is treating this mostly as a bullpen game. I'm not expecting him to go deep, and I'm expecting him to turn it over to that ex- excellent Guardians pen. And that's the difference maker in this game. White Sox relievers solid, Guardians relievers better. Both offenses around league average, but the fact that this game is in Cleveland and the Guardians bullpen can get it done, they just got to keep it close. Should be a really low-scoring game. I don't expect the Guardians to have a ton of success against Lance Lynn, but I don't expect the White Sox to have a lot of success against these Guardians pitchers either. Model says total of 6.8, and the actual total is 8. So I also love the under in this game. as I think it's a low-scoring game, probably something like 1-1, to 2-1 late, and I think the Guardians' bullpen can get it done for us at plus odds. So it's an A-grade pick for me there. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, I'm running with you on the Guardians here. I think um... – but but having Gaddis go and beat him mostly bullpen game to the not really seeing the same pitcher more than like once right. maybe, maybe yeah. twice at the most is a real real benefit to the Guardians here because the White Sox I, I feel like correct me if I'm wrong they're a very streaky team this year yeah like, and so just as hot as they were I feel like they're going to be just as cold here and it's I think we're going to start to see a streak with the <laughs> the shutout by Freeland and maybe not get shut out by the uh, Gaddis and the Guardians here but. Like, I think it will be a very low-scoring game, and I trust the Guardians at home a lot more than I do with the White Sox on the road. Yeah, and you're talking about 70-degree temperatures, winds blowing in at 5 to 10 miles an hour, so a slight boost to the pitchers there. I'm with you. Probably not a shutout necessarily, but with the Guardians relievers, and like you said, the key being only one time through the lineup, max of twice. You shouldn't should definitely not see them three times. Um, this White Sox offense, just kind of mediocre, can get hot and cold. Um I'm not really sure why the White Sox are this big of favorites. Again, I'm high on Lance Lynn. I don't, the model is high on Lance Lynn. Doesn't mean that they should be favored like this. I like the Guardians. I like the under as well. Another afternoon game, 307 Eastern Rays at the Blue Jays finishing up this series. It's been an entertaining one. The Blue Jays playing really well. As I've talked about a lot, I have the Blue Jays up there pretty high in my rankings. They're just tend to be overpriced. That doesn't mean they're not going to win games. They're a good team. Um, it's just in general fading him has been profitable. I'm going to fade him again here. I'm going to take the raise on the run line at minus 175. It's an A grade play for me. It should be a low scoring game. The total is seven. Model says 7.4, but either way, it's not expecting a lot of runs in this one with two really good pitchers, a tight, low scoring ball game. Give me the run and a half. I don't know who wins, but I don't have to care as long as it's a one run game. Shane McClanahan coming back off the IL against Kevin Gaussman. Both of these pitchers, superb underlying metrics that suggest their ERA should be in the mid-twos. I've got McClanahan in starting pitcher Tier 2, Gaussman in Tier 3, but both these guys are excellent. These offenses are fairly similar. The Jays get a benefit facing a lefty in McClanahan as they're really right-handed heavy. However, McClanahan is one of the best lefties in the game, and so I'm not sure that that's going to matter as much against a guy of his caliber as opposed to if it was a pitcher um, that was more of a mediocre or a decent lefty against McClanahan, that advantage goes away because McClanahan is so, 
so impressively good. I still like the Blue Jays relievers. Again, they haven't been as fantastic this series, but in general, again, relievers are fickle. I'm not going to make too much out of one or two outings. I think the relievers are better. Model says it's a coin toss game, so you could take the Rays plus 120 would be a pretty wise investment. Also, though, on the run line here in a low scoring game, I think either one makes sense. I'm going to go run line. A great play for me. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm joining you on this. I, th- I think this game is a like, – it could be one nothing, 2 to one kind of game because yep. these pitchers are amazing. Yep. Uh, I almost want to take them money line, but I'm just a little bit scared of it because my wife thinks the Rays are going to win by stealing home. So I, she doesn't really know baseball. She, <laughs> she doesn't play quarters, so take that as you will. There you go. We're, we're, uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna run the Rays run line here. I think they're ju- gonna be just good enough to stay close. Maybe maybe even win it, but I think it'll be a very close game. Yeah, a lot of insurance with this run line here, and you are having to pay that road team premium on the run line. But I think it's worth it. Again, this this feels like a game that's like one to one in the ninth, and then at yeah. that point you're like, all right, as long as something stupid doesn't happen, we've got this one. Yeah, we don't. Maybe someone steals home. Maybe someone for either team, and maybe that's the reason why someone wins or loses this game. I mean, if that happens, I, I, I like the I like the. Uh, we'll just have to turn to her for all of our sports betting advice. Yeah. If that, <laughs> if that happens, a little little section here. Yeah, uh, six forty Eastern first pitch. Phillies at the Marlins. Phillies getting us getting it done for us here on Wednesday. This one will be Noah Syndergaard and Pablo Lopez. Both of these pitchers slightly above average. Uh, Syndergaard just barely. Lopez a little bit more, but kind of treading backwards, shooting backwards here for Lopez. Both these guys have pitcher have ERAs in the low four in the low fours. Again, both of them a little bit better than average, but neither one of them great. Neither one of them you have a lot of confidence in, which means I'm turning to the bullpens and the offenses and the Phillies bullpen is better than this Marlins bullpen. And this Phillies offense is a lot better than this Marlins offense. I'm not sure why the Phillies are priced so low again, but I'll take advantage of it at minus 128. It's a B grade play model says minus 139. Smarlin's offense is just terrible. And most nights, it seems like they score one or two runs. This isn't Sandy Alcantara. The Phillies can score more than a couple runs, and that's all they need to score in order to win this game. Model says total is 7.4. Actual total is 7.5. So not a total that I like to that I'd want to be invested in. I'll just stick with the Phillies here. B grade pick on the money line at minus 128. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, I'm riding the Phillies here. They're just a really to this game really comes down to offense to me. And Marlins just don't have any. Yeah. And I mean, it's man, it's so disappointing because they're like Pablo. I expected him to have a better year this year. I, like I'm not. He started off great. Yeah, I don't think he's Sandy good, but I mean, I thought he would be a nice two right there yeah. to have. And, and I was like, if they can get a little bit of offense, a little power out of Solaire, they might have a shot. And then, man, that has been an absolute disaster on offense. And I mean, the Phillies got to be disappointed in their year too. I think they're all but done. Um, but they've still got Harper and a lot better offense. And then I'm not a decent pitcher when Syndergaard going tonight. So I, I think it's the Phillies. I think the Phillies are in the wild card, so they should be set there. Oh, they're in? I thought they I thought they were out of it a little bit. No, they'd be – right now they would be the uh, second wild card team. Oh, wow. I must have misread that. I thought I thought it was Padres then. Okay. What? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, they, I mean, they started off pretty poor, but they've played really well lately. So, I mean, they're, they're still, they don't necessarily need a ton of these wins, but they obviously need enough to stay in that spot. And uh, I guess you'd rather be the second wild card and than draw. the third. I don't know. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't have a clue because yeah, I'm sorry. And, uh, yeah, that's the thing. It's like it's it's like you're, you're kind of like trying to play the chess of like just how do you avoid the Dodgers? <laughs> it's really all that matters in that one. Um, I guess let's see. It would be the Mets Braves winner right now would be the two seed and also have the buy. And then the Cardinals would face the sixth seed, which would be the third wild card team. Um, and then the loser between Mets and Braves would play the second wild card team. So, I mean, really, you probably would actually rather be the, the last place wild card team for the first round matchup. You'd probably rather play the Cardinals than the loser of the Mets Braves. Mets Braves yeah. are two really fantastic teams. Yeah. Um, but then you also got to think about which one plays the Dodgers next if you're, th- if you're thinking ahead. Yeah. Um, because you'd much rather face the winner of the Mets Braves in the round two than the Dodgers because the Dodgers, nobody wants to face them. It's got to be terrible. Uh, uh, 720 Eastern, first pitch Pirates at the Mets. Not sure what to make of this Mets team. Uh, every team goes on good and bad runs. I don't really make too much of it. Uh, remember, obviously, right, the Pirates early in the year swept the Dodgers. So every team has bad runs. This is one of those. They're just as likely to bounce out of it today as they were yesterday as they are tomorrow. Who knows when it will happen? It will happen eventually. Uh, but right now, not looking good for them. And they'll face a pitcher in JT Brubaker who's above average. I don't think the Mets have a huge starting pitcher edge in this one. Model says Carrasco is a little bit better, but I'm not sure by how much. Brubaker does have an ERA in the low fours, but the underlying metrics say it should be in the upper three. So I give Carrasco a slight edge. Outside of that, obviously the Mets are the much better team and they're at home and they should be favored, but I just think they're overpriced in this spot. Model says 232. So right now it doesn't offer an advantage to either team. I don't want to lay 239 with the Mets. I don't want to lay the run line with the Mets as the home team, uh, especially in a game with a total of 7.5 and one that the model says should be 6.8. So with the low scoring game, I'm just not liking the favored run line team. Uh, I'll take a stab on the money line here with the Pirates at plus 215. You can maybe try the run line again with the with the low scoring game, maybe split up your wager a little bit, but I'd rather be on the Pirates and the Mets here. But right now it doesn't offer enough value to really like. It reminds me of a couple a couple days ago when I told you about the Cubs being really high priced against DeGrom. When I recorded, there wasn't enough value on it, but I said if it gets any higher at some point, you have to be thinking about maybe a half unit or so on the Cubs, and that worked out really well. And I'd say the same thing here. I kind of expect more money to come in on the Mets. It's the way these things have typically gone. So at plus 215, it's a meh play. It may be worth diversifying your portfolio with a small investment or the equivalent run line. But if this gets up into the plus 230s, plus 240s, especially if it's plus 250, I do think the Pirates are worth a play here because if the Mets' struggles continue, those are really nice plus odds. And JT Brubaker is good enough to keep the Pirates in this ball game, even though the relievers behind him and his offense isn't as strong. Uh, weather-wise, we're around 70 degrees for most of this game. Winds blowing in or across. Again, just a, a very pitcher-friendly park at City Field. So model likes going under 7.5 and thinks that this total should actually be 7. Again, I tend to agree with both these starting pitchers. The only thing here is you have to hold your breath anytime the Pirates or relievers get involved. But the way the Mets have been swinging the bats lately, maybe that doesn't matter. Either way, I'd still play under 7.5 is probably my favorite play of this game. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, I'm dodging this game because I'm going to be such a fan of the Pirates that I'll uh, (laughs) separate my heart from it. So I I don't want to double lose if they lose, you know. So I'm going to stay away from it. My gosh, I hope the Pirates can do it. Um, This is... This is probably one of the matchups that they have the best chance to with Brubaker going against Carrasco. Yeah. Uh, it's just the relievers scared me to death. Like, yeah, Brubaker sure. is not going to give you nine. He's, he's not going to give you nine. Yeah, he's not even going to give you seven. Like, seven. Maybe. 
stretch. And seven seems like a seven would be a very good start. Yeah, and I'd be. I think we'd all be pleased if you're back in the Pirates. If you're a Pirates fan, or whatever. I think seven would be great. Yeah, and I mean O'Neill Cruz is good. He's fun to watch, so I'll be watching that. But man, other than that, that offense seems kind of bare. Yeah. So I'm staying away from this. Yep. Seven uh, twenty Eastern first pitch A's at the Astros. No line on this one yet, but the projected pitching matchup that I have is James Caprellian versus Lance McCullers Jr. Obviously, McCullers is a much better pitcher than Caprellian. Uh, does have a two twenty ERA on the season, but the underlying metrics say that he's just been really dodging a lot of jams. And based on as an Astros fan watching him pitch, I would tend to agree with that. So far, and it's only been five outings, but he's kind of been asking for trouble. He hasn't looked quite like the dominant McCullers that we saw last year. Underlying metrics say his ERA should be in the low fours. I still think he can get back to that form. I think the most important thing is facing a bad A's offense. That's obviously more likely for him to do well. But as we saw here on Wednesday night, the A's can accidentally score runs if you let them. And so if McCullers doesn't watch out, uh, he will give up some runs even to this A's team. He's been flirting with danger all season. I still think he can turn it around, but I'm just not completely sold on McCullers at this point. Caprellian, though, the issue is I'm not really sold on him either. I don't really like either one of these pitchers, the way they're pitching right now. Obviously, the Astros have a better bullpen and better offense in Houston. They should be favored. Model says it should be Astros minus 293 with a total of 8.3. No number out on this one yet, but again, depending on what it is, uh, I'll make a price. On, I'll make a play on Twitter and add it to the Google Sheets or check back with that. My hunch is I will not be laying a number in the 200s with the Astros. If I was going to play them, I'd play them on the run line. And if I was going to play the A's, I would just take a chance and see if they can win at big plus odds. It's been the way these types of, it's been the smart investment for these types of games. And so I think it's got to be either A's money line or Astros run line. Just depends on what the price is for that. I'm hoping since the Astros are the home team, I could get them on the run line for something like minus 120. We'll see what happens with the number, and I'll make a play later on on this one. Jake, what do you got? Yeah, this this pitching matchups leaves a lot to be desired. But so that to me means you look at the offenses, and then it's all Astros, and then the bullpen is all Astros. So yep. this really feels like an Astros run line pick when the line comes out, make a decision. But unless it's oh, a super high number on the A's, just to pick it flyer like a long shot for them yep. Yep. I'm probably going to be on the Astros money line run, run line you mean run line, run line. Yeah. I, I agree I think that's probably how I'll be on it as well again model says total of 8.3 I'd really be hoping for a total of 8 I'd love to go over 8 my hunch is this total will be 8.5 and that's just a rougher number but over 8 McCullers could give up a couple of runs and I think the Astros score off of Caprillion so I, I feel like you know Worst case scenario for the Astros, you're thinking something like five to three, six to two, and so you can get to eight. So I don't mind going over eight. I just don't know if I'd go over eight and a half. So we'll see what the total is in the morning as well. Yeah, that, that so, nine number seems a little scary, like to get to nine for the win. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just with the with the Astros bullpen and with the A's bat sometimes disappearing. I'm with you. I wouldn't want to go over, and not that the, not that it won't get go over eight and a half. It's yeah. just it's not as comfortable as a play as over eight would be. A little bit more like okay, I can I can get behind going over eight. Uh, 7.40 Eastern, start time, Royals at the Twins. Twins may get it done for us here. I'm going to back them one more time at minus 161. It's a B-grade pick for me. Model says it should be minus 170. It's about as high as I want to go for a B-grade pick, maybe a tiny bit worse than this, but not by much. I think the Twins are worth an investment here. They're a big favorite, but they should be a big favorite. Uh, Dylan Bundy versus Daniel Lynch. I'm not a fan of either one of these pitchers. Bundy does have a better ERA, but the underlying metrics for both say their ERA should be in the mid fours. 
both of them get slightly below average grades. It's just that like, kind of like you've been talking about the theme of today is the pitchers are mostly, you know, canceling each other out here, which means you go to the everything else and the twins relievers are much better. And the twins offense is much better. And the games in Minnesota, so again, the price on this one, I think should be a little bit higher than it is. So I think at 161, the twins are a solid play. It's a B grade pick for me. Totals eight and a half model says 9.1. The Royals have been more of an over team this year, whatever that's worth. It'll be warm to start off mid eighties, closing around 80 degrees and the winds will be blowing out or across to left field. It's going to be kind of one of those check closer to the game, uh, but over 10 miles an hour, 10 to 15 miles an hour. So the winds could really affect this one. As well, talked about for yesterday's game here for the Twins. I talked about uh, the winds blowing in or across, but at strong, uh, you know, 10 to 15 miles an hour as well. And that was a very low scoring game. Now it's flipped. The winds will be going the other direction. And if they are blowing out at this point, I think then it flips and you might want to be looking at the over, especially with two subpar starting pitchers. So your model would say go over eight and a half as the total it thinks is the right number is nine. And again, I'm on the Twins money line here at minus 161. Jake, what's your pick? Yeah, I, typically I fade Dylan Bundy at all opportunities, but uh, Lynch is not any better. So, yeah. like, like, just same reasoning with the Astros. If, the, if you're looking at the pitchers and they they're kind of even out, you move to the next step, and that's that's the offenses and the bullpens, and the, that goes the Twins way. Plus, Twins being at home, I I really like the Twins here. I think it's a good spot to get. Minus one sixty one. I might, depending on how early games go and how I'm feeling, if I'm getting a little loose, I might put them on the run line. But definitely playing on the money line. All right, seven forty five Eastern. First pitch, Reds at the Cardinals. I've got an A grade play here on the Cardinals run line. I'll tell you what, the model does not like games that Chase Anderson starts for the Reds. Model gives him a 126 rating and thinks the Cardinals can take advantage of that. Obviously, the Cardinals offense is much better than the Reds offense. Uh, we saw the Reds. Uh, this last series struggle with the Pirates mightily. How do you think they're going to do against the Cardinals? And and we don't want to over we don't want to take too much from a few set of games like I talked about earlier with the Dodgers getting swept by the Pirates, right, or the Astros when they got swept by the A's earlier in the season. But this Reds team, this offense is really really bad. It's Marlins level bad. Um, if they struggled against the Pirates, they're really going to have a hard time with this Cardinals team, who's much better. Relievers favor the Cardinals. Offense favors the Cardinals. And starting pitcher favors the Cardinals here. Miles Michaelis is a guy I've talked about all season. Probably not as good as that shiny ERA. But at this point, as his ERA has come up, it kind of matches his underlying metric at this point now. Um, Indicate his ERA should still be below four. It's kind of heading that direction. Not a great pitcher, but a good one. Above average pitcher. And an above average pitcher ought to have a field day with this terrible Reds team. Model says that the line should be... Cardinals minus 370. The actual money I'm seeing is Cardinals minus 262. Uh, as we've talked about before, the probabilities are take a long time to jump up here at these big numbers. So that's not that 100 points difference is not the same as if it was even money to minus 200. So it's not that big of a jump. It's a little deceptive. I've talked about that previously. But that is still a solid enough edge for an A-grade play and the corresponding run-line play. I just think these odds should be higher. I think the Cardinals, I think this gets ugly. Talked about I don't typically like playing home favorite run lines, unless I think it's going to get ugly. I think this one does. So minus 130 is not that steep of a price. I really expected this to be more like minus 150. Chase Anderson, not very good. He's going to get hit around. I don't see the red scoring. This feels like a really ugly game. And again, minus 130 is not a bad price. It's an angry play for me. And the game that has totaled at eight and a half model says 7.7. It'd be low 80s to start mid 70s to close. And when it's mostly blowing across the model likes the under 
This one, though, rather than taking over or under, I would probably just go with team total over or under based on which one you like. If you like over, I'd go Cardinals over. And if you like under, I'd go Reds team total under. Model likes the under, so I think Reds team total under. Probably a little bit better of a play than Cardinals team total over. But I think either one of those makes a lot of sense. Like I said, I think this game gets ugly. Something like 7-2 to two Cardinals makes a lot of sense. Model thinks eight runs, so Model thinks maybe more like 6-2 to two Cardinals. But either way, I think your Cardinals team total over and Reds team total under probably have a decent chance of hitting. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, I, I'm all over the Cardinals here. I know they let me down last time when I was on here and we took them with a minus one and a half. But, man, to be honest, if I was a Reds fan and I saw Chase Anderson going out, I'm turning the TV off. Yeah. I should buy that ticket um, because it's just nothing good happens. It, I don't know how many Reds fans are still watching now that now that there's football on. I just – feel like most of the Reds fans. Have well, if, or if you watch, you're watching when a guy like Lodolo is pitching, when you have yeah. some an, an exciting pitcher, but Chase Anderson is not it. He's thrown, he's thrown four games, nine innings, nine runs, nine earned runs. I mean, that's – and the underlying metrics aren't like – that's not like it's a mirage. Like, he just isn't good. Yeah, that's that's not one bad game. That's all. No, it's – yeah. Cardinals are a very good team. Michaelis is pretty good. So we finally have pitchers that don't cancel each other out, which is nice because yeah. they can just go – yeah, the Cardinals look pretty good because they got a decent offense behind a better pitcher. So it's a good play. So I'm taking them on the run line. Yeah. And to be fair, I don't think the pitchers can slow out so much in the A's-Astros game as much as it. I'm just down on the way McCullers has pitched because he has the potential to be so much better. And yeah. he just he's, he's, he's working his way out of traffic, which is good, but it's like it feels like it's going to come back to bite him, and that's the scary thing for that one. But it is interesting how many games that the pitchers cancel out. If you look at the starting at the ratings in the sheet, uh, the Royals-Twins, I have a 104-105. Uh, and the Pirates Mets, it's a 95-89. And the Phillies Marlins, it's a 97-90. And the Rays Jays, it's a 72-77. I mean, there's a lot of games where the two pitchers are pretty close to each other. And then that's the same thing that happens in the nightcap in Padres Diamondbacks. No line out yet. The projected pitchers, Sean Manaya and Madison Bumgarner. I'm not sure if the Padres are brave enough to let Manaya get a start. He was skipped, or there's talk of skipping him. He's been absolutely terrible. Bumgarner hasn't been any better down the stretch, and I've talked about him previously, just all the wear and tear on his arm. He was okay and pretty serviceable for most of the season, but as of late, he's been awful. Two pitchers who I just have zero faith in right now. Model says this total should be 9.1. If I could get over 8.5, I would be all over it, especially with how bad the Diamondbacks bullpen is and how – up and down the Padres bullpen is. They have some good pieces and can look good, but they can also give up some runs as well. I, I would love over eight and a half. I'd still be pretty happy playing over nine personally with these two pitchers. I'm not sure if it's one or both, but you have to assume that, assuming it is Manaya and Bumgarner, one of these guys gives up five or six runs in three innings or something like that. And uh, you're well on your way to an easy over victory. Uh, for this one if it is these two pitchers model says Padres minus 121 kind of like you said pitchers cancel out Padres bullpen better Padres offense better they are on the road so they shouldn't be favored by too much but they still should be favored again by the price of minus 121 Diamondbacks get a little bit of a ding facing a lefty as they're a pretty left-handed heavy team but this is one of those games where the Diamondbacks can be kind of frisky aside from when they play the Dodgers here um <laughs> pair of lefties that are that are terrible. Really, uh, anything could happen in this game, and it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, again, I'll make a pick on this one when we have a price. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, this this one I'm I'm probably staying away from because I, I don't trust the Padres as far as I can throw them, and especially with my eye on the mound. And I, I really don't think Bumgarner's got much juice left in his arm at this point in the year. Uh, and the Diamondbacks are so 
hot or cold. No, yeah. they're, they're like the worst version of the White Sox with the, with the offense. And the, so sometimes they're there and they give somebody a run for their money. And other times they couldn't hit the ball with a tennis racket. Uh, so it's, I'm just probably saying there's not too many numbers that are going to get me very interested in this game. So, I mean, I'll, I'll let you know if I'm, if I'm playing it, but right now it's probably passed no matter what. Like I said, I just think I think if you get over eight and a half, I'm loving that. I'd st- like I said, I'd still go all, I'd still go over nine. I'm more of an under type guy, and I've, I've recommended a lot of unders, and I feel like they've done really well for us. But with these two pitchers, especially the Diamondbacks bullpen, if the, if the Padres' offense is going to get rolling, this is the game to get it rolling. <laughs> the only downside the Diamond, the Padres also a left-handed heavy team, so again, facing a pair of lefties does hurt when you have more left-handed hitters. But these pitchers are so bad, I'm not sure it really matters. Yeah. All right. Well, that is all the games on this Thursday. Jake, you have any parting words for us? No, not tonight. Not for this one. But this is not the best slate of baseball, but you know, you don't have to be a great slate to make all the money. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I always say, you don't have to watch them to make the monies, right? And uh, there's a few of those that fall into that category here on this slate, <laughs> but a few good A plays for you here. I've got two in the afternoon, one in the early afternoon with the Guardians at plus 130 at home against the White Sox, middle afternoon Rays. On the run line at minus 175 at the Blue Jays, and then one evening A grade play Cardinals on the run line at minus 130 at home against the Reds. And then again, two games without uh, a pick because there is no line out for them yet. Check Twitter and the Google Sheet for those updates as a pick is coming. Who knows if it's A, B, or C? Depends on what sort of value we can grab. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. Check out the website if you haven't yet. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. Don't forget to subscribe so you can ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I will see you tomorrow for more Major League Baseball picks. And until then, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money. <laughs>